Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, you know, we all need some fresh, fun, and not so fun ideas about how to get through grief. And we have got a wonderful person on the show today has a good attitude about grief and loss. And I've been kind of prepping myself for the show. And I will tell you something. She's taught me a few things. Oh, I love and it. I, <laughs> and I will be talking, we'll be talking about those on the show. So you want to introduce our guest today, Heidi? That's a good endorsement because mom, at this point, you there's very few things you're learning. So I love this. But I think Crystal and you are both very candid and honest and real about your losses. And that's what I like because oftentimes we kind of sugarcoat things. And so our guest today is Crystal Webster. Her only child, Madeline, died just after birth and Crystal wanted to die too. She is the founder of Sharing Solace. She is the author of Confessions of a Griever, Turning a Hot Mess into an Oat Message laughable lessons for when life just sucks. I love that, Crystal. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, it's really great to have you on. Now, talk about grief. I mean, how did you get through it? My grief is um, I lost my, my one and only child, Madeline Elizabeth, in 2010. Lovely name, by the way. Thank you. I'm a little bit partial to her as well. She's also the most adorable girl you've ever seen in your life, but biased. It's been yeah. just over just over a decade. Okay. And for the first five years of that, I lived in a hole, to be perfectly honest. There was a lot of compounded and and crazy grief going on there and guilt and all of those other emotions that it wasn't until about five years into my grief journey that I felt like I pretty much hit rock bottom. Um, I was living my life waiting to die. And I was like, I either need to fish or cut bait. Mm. Like I either need to live or I need to die. Yeah. And so I picked, I think I picked the right one. Um, you know what? I got to stop you for a minute because there's one thing that Heidi and I have always found is that there's a continuum. If you can't be super sad, you can't be super happy. And it sounds like you're a person who, who really goes with those emotions. Yeah. And, and then gets to a point, it sounds like you got to a crossroads where you were like, okay, I've been doing this for five years. Am I going to get busy? Like they said, living or get busy dying. What am I going to do at this point? And you chose, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the next chapter basically and, and, and start to live my life fully. Yeah. That's... And how did you get going? Yeah. Um, I started with really two baby steps is what I call them. Um, the first one, and I can't remember exactly which one happened first because they both happened about the same time. Um, I started, I call it bullet point journaling because I'm not a, I'm not a journaler. I'm not a like dear diary kind of writer. Nor am I. I am a facts and figures, you know, get to the point kind of person. And so I would just bullet point the three things I was grateful for that day. Mm. 
and the three things I did right. Oh, I like that. I really like the three things you did right. Yeah. Because I found, especially when, I mean, we as women do it, but especially when you're in that super deep, deep grief, you feel like everything you do is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can berate myself for not brushing my teeth today, I should be able to commend myself for brushing my teeth today. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that was the thing I did right. I took a shower. Mm-hmm. I got out of bed. Yeah. Um, you know, not monumental things that I did right, just moving in the right direction. I matched my shoes. Yes, exactly. I put on shoes today. I, I like that it can be little things. I mean, I remember I, I love jewelry. And I remember after my brother died for a very long time, it felt like too much energy to put jewelry on. You know, and that sounds something that sounds so minor. Um, so I like the idea of, oh, I put my earrings on today. Like I like the goals were the goals were small. Yeah. And so they were achievable. You set yourself up for success. Exactly. And then I am also a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. So I would compete with myself yesterday. Oh. Like, oh, I put on earrings today. Maybe I'll put on earrings and a necklace. I like this. Or, you know, I dried my hair today. Maybe I will style it as well. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, competing, competing with myself to be better like than that. I was the day before. I really like that. You know, one of the things I, I was saying that um, I learned something about you and well, from you and not about you, but maybe both, um, was the gratitude rug. Uh, I think it's an, that's an important concept. Can you talk about that? I have found specifically through 2020 that we are kind of pushing our grief under the gratitude rug. Mm. Um, you know, with everything that we have going on as a, as a nation and as a world right now, it's okay to be both happy and sad. You know, you can be grateful that you are healthy and happy and also grieving the loss of what you see as normal. Mm -hmm. You know, our 2020 has, has gone by the wayside. Sometimes Heidi and I uh, talk a lot about gratitude and how, how it can change your, um, your chemistry and all that. But on the other hand, if you're blocking grief and putting it under the gratitude rug and you're not allowed to, to grieve or you're not allowed to feel sad or be angry or whatever because you have to be grateful all the time that, you know, uh, I think that that can be a, a, a barrier, the gratitude. Don't but, you? Well, and what I hear people say, and I'm sure you can both relate to this is my, what I'm going through isn't as bad as how somebody else has it. So I feel like I don't have a right to my own feelings, you know? And I'm like, no, every, you have a right to be wherever you are. If you're not doing well, you don't have to compare it to somebody that's doing much worse. Mm-hmm. But you have, to, you, know, you have to be able to own those feelings and to deal with those feelings and to say, hey, it sucks right now. Like you're saying, Crystal, it sucks right now. It's really hard. My dad died a month ago and a lot of people out there have life worse. And my life, I, I feel like I can feel sorry for me. I can grieve right now. I can feel bad that he's not here. Yes. So, and well, I'll be grateful for the things I have. I like that you can hold those two together. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. That principle of both and. Yeah. Is what I've heard. Yeah. I, I tend to use and also, but. It works the same way. 
Well, talk about the things that you can grieve, because I think that's really important. You, you've got a whole list of things you can grieve, because I, I'm thinking just because, uh, as uh, Heidi said, my husband died a little over a month ago, but I can grieve other things at the same time, you know, oh, yeah. small things. I mean, it's not just one thing, right? I think you can grieve anything that you lose, mm-hmm. whether that's a spouse, a, a child, a sibling, a job, a pet, mm-hmm. a dream. That's something that I had to grieve a lot and, and work through those emotions of, I lost the dream of having a, a normal biological family. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost the future you thought you were gonna have, Crystal. Exactly. And I, and I want very much believe that that is a, a grievable offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A grievable offense. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so talk about uh, going to duck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a little duck on my desk that I keep in. Um, so it's a concept that actually came from my husband who is a very technical person. And it's this idea that sometimes you get in your own way when you're trying to solve a problem, whether that's a emotional problem or whatever. Um, It's, you just get in your own way and you can't see the forest through the trees kind of thing. And so the idea is that you, if you explain your issue to this inanimate object, a duck or whatever, Oftentimes you can figure out your issue by dumbing it down, Mm. by talking to something that, you know, doesn't understand at all. Mm -hmm. He will often talk to me about it because I'm about as smart as a rubber duck sometimes. (laughs) So what would he explain? What would you talk about in, in relationship to your daughter dying? Just, I think there's just something very powerful with speaking the thoughts and feelings out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily to anyone or you know recording it in any fashion but there is something very powerful of just getting those thoughts out of your mind well and the mm-hmm. thing about talking to your duck is your duck doesn't say at least you could get pregnant <laughs> yes young. at least you can have more children at least that all those at least things that are that minimize our loss Yes. The duck just sits and listens, which I exactly. love. <laughs> yes. That's validating, right? Yes, I love it. So yeah, I think that there's something just, just getting those feel, thoughts and feelings out into the, the world, but not having someone there to try to fix it or make it better yeah. or minimize your pain. Uh, that's one of the things that I've found is... Um, interesting since my husband died recently is I didn't want I don't want any advice I mean that's weird I did not want any advice I mean you know at all I don't want anybody to give me advice I just want people to hear so maybe I better get a duck (laughs) (laughs) because people have got a heck of a lot of advice I have found I love it mom you need a duck yes (laughs) you need a duck (laughs) so talk about the role of humor because we are laughing right now and humor to me is hugely important yeah I mean I 
I grew up with my mom always saying, you're either going to laugh about it or cry about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you might as well have a good laugh. Yeah. Um, and, and there's actually some studies and I can't, you know, go into the specifics because I don't have that with me um, about there's people that have more, allow more humor in their life are more resilient mm -hmm. and find ways to be happier. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and laughter, like you said, there are people that study this for a living yeah. and laughter has health benefits, mm -hmm. emotional and psychological health benefits. So it's, and it's an amazing way to release, like you're saying, Crystal, it's like you're a really releasing emotion, you know? It's a great ab workout too. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and your brain actually can't tell the difference between a forced laugh and a real authentic laugh. Mm -hmm. So you can actually fake it till you make it kind of thing. Well, yeah. the best classes, one of the best workshops I've ever been to is a laughter yoga workshop for people that were grieving. Ooh, and that sounds awesome. It was amazing. They would force you to laugh. They were like, look at, pretend you have your paycheck and now look at it like it's ridiculous and start laughing. <laughs> like they would do all these things. And at the end, everybody was authentically laughing and they didn't think they could because they had had a loss and they were like, I haven't laughed. I don't know if this is possible. And at the end, everybody was really laughing. Yeah. You do. I, I know in your book, you talk about some of the strange humor that people laugh about and, um, that is one thing that does happen. You you laugh about things that nobody would laugh about. In, in fact, years later, some of the things we laughed about, about Scott, I don't even think are funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a strange world. Well, tell us, I, I really want to get to your website because uh, sharing solace is so, those little gifts, talk about that. I mean, they are just really cool. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. I mean, you um, have done a beautiful job on your website. I'll have yeah, to tell you yeah. what you've done. It's lovely. I had a lot of help. <laughs> I did not do that myself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So the concept of sharing solace, first of all, I'm not smart enough and I'm not creative enough to have come up with it. I really honestly believe that about five, five and a half years into my grief journey, my daughter, Madeline, was like, okay, mom, this is what we're doing. Love and it. the concept hit me like a bolt of lightning. I have chills. I yeah. love it. Um, so it's really all her doing. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that sometimes you need a little keepsake to kind of help you through your grief. Something you can touch, a touchstone, a, a keepsake, something that you can grasp and physically hold. Mm -hmm. um, as I grasp my ne my necklace, because my necklace is a sharing solace piece. I will show us that. Oh, oh, nice. Here. I'll find this one. This one's a little easier. It won't choke me. <laughs> so Ooh, this I is the keychain. Isn't that pretty? Pretty. Um, but the idea is that you keep it like this near your heart as long as it brings you comfort. Mm -hmm. And it will for a long a while. However, that that could be two weeks or two years or twenty years. And at some point it won't bring you that same amount of comfort that it once did because that's how grief works. Mm -hmm. And the idea is then you're supposed to open up your locket. You take out the middle token, put this middle token into a new locket and you pay that new locket forward wow. as a way to release that debilitating, I don't want to function, you know, can't get out of bed kind of grief 
and also to pay forward some of the strength that you received and, and gained through your grieving process onto someone else that needs that. Oh, that is a beautiful idea. I love it. I love that idea, mom. It is really fabulous. I love it. Handing it to somebody else and then they're wearing this socket. And, and also I would think it'd be grounding if you're touching it while you're feeling overwhelmed with grief, knowing that not only is this about, you know, the grief and loss process, but someone gave it to you that was further along in their journey. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Really wonderful. And, and what I think is very neat is that the backside of each of those middle tokens that you pay forward actually has a unique identifier on it. So you can follow it as it moves from person to person. That's cool. Oh my grace. That's wonderful. I like it. And, and th that happens on your website. I know you've got lots of good things going on your website. Um, people, you got a blog. Mm -hmm. What else have you got going for people? Um, probably the coolest thing on the website is what we're calling the token tree, which is where you can actually see how the tokens are moving from person to person. Love so you it. can see Love it as a big picture and then you can zoom in and see your specific token or, you know, and you can read about other people's stories if they choose to share. Really just remind yourself you're not alone in the grieving process. Yeah. Love it. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show today. And can you give us your website? Yeah, it is sharingsolace.com. All right. And thanks again for being on and for everything you've done. It's just uh, wonderful. And your new book, congratulations. Thank you so much. Crystal, thank you so much for sharing laughable lessons for when life just sucks and being so candid and honest about your own journey. Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us today on this show. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please look on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.